they get that wee sound bite and they're never held accountable for anything and they get to go away. But if you put those people in a podcast and you go, this thing's going to record until we get somewhere, they'll fucking, they fall, they fall apart, they fall apart. So that that's, that's the way media should be. Like I, it should, these little sound bites, they're, I don't, I don't, I try, I don't watch, watch or listen to the radio or anything like that. I just find it all like propaganda at this point. But um, no, I, I think podcast is one of the, the, the last beacons of freedom that we fucking have at the moment. We're going now, are we? Yeah, let's 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 do it. Let's yeah, do it. I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to I wanted to ask you there, and I because I I that you're saying you're in Austria at the moment. Can you tell me a wee bit more about the gist.com? I I started listening when you reached out before Christmas there, and I've been listening to your podcast chatter. Hmm. And some of the guests you get, you get a lot of. I mean, you're you get a lot of great guests on. What is your method for getting these guys? Because you're getting a lot of people from uh, different walks of life on that show. It's just the uh... blackmail. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I have them all compromised. Um, I have this really nice island and I invite them all down. And um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, I just, um, I literally just like reach, I just emailed them. I mean, I, I only get about, I don't know, 25, 30% of the people that I email. Um, and I, I tend to try and be ambitious, but know that a lot of them aren't going to reply. Um, I think that the one that I was most shocked was I got Peter Hitchens. Like I just emailed the Daily Mail being like, any chance you'd put me in touch? And they were like, yeah. And I got a reply from him within like, like a day. Um, wow. So th- there isn't really any strategy. Uh, just I just email them basically and see me like, look, would you like to come on and talk about this? And, and that's basically it. Uh, pe- people are generally pr- pretty happy to take a bit of time and, and chat about something if, if you're showing interest in, in, uh, in what they've been talking about. Yeah. Um, or I'll like email someone that, whose book I've read um, and just be like, yeah, do you, do you, do you want to come on and talk about your book? I enjoyed this part and I'd like to discuss this. Uh, so it's, 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 there's nothing special. It's literally just me reaching out to people and, and seeing if they'd be interested. So I can't, I can't pretend there's, there's any special method. <laughs> suppose of anything, this is the best time to email people because everybody's at home. Exactly. You know, nobody's getting away from it. Yeah. Where did you start your podcast? uh about three years ago or three and a half years ago or something and i kind of did it on and off and then i figured this year because i've got my my book coming out in february that it was with lockdowns and whatnot the best opportunity to try and build start building it up and and use it to sell the book hopefully Mm -hmm. next month when it comes out uh so that's that's the that's the hope um I mean, I started doing it when I, when I, the foot, there's, there's one episode of, of Joe Rogan that I watched and I was like, holy shit, right. This is what I would like to do for at least some of, of, uh, some of my life. When I saw the episode with Jordan Peterson and Brett Weinstein, yeah, they were having this conversation about, about like why they thought Hitler was dangerous, but they had so like two completely different like perspectives on it. Like Jordan Peterson was saying that we, we shouldn't think that he's an exception and um, and we should like understand that that he might have been an exception, but all the people that went along with him weren't. And Brett Weinstein was talking about like the the previous like evolutionary reasons for people having like fear of the outsider based on like uh, like I don't know 
10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 years ago when, when outsiders, when someone from another tribe came along, they could be carrying, ironically right now, disease um, that they, that, that like that tribe wasn't, wasn't like used to, and that, that could be really dangerous. And he was saying that, that we need to watch for people like selecting the other, because it's like evolutionarily built into us to have that fear, but yeah. that we have now the cognitive ability uh, to overcome it but that doesn't mean that it's not there and we shouldn't watch out for it so, like i watched that conversation and i was like nope i got i gotta start making a podcast like if if people can have like conversations this intelligent i want to i want to at least try and host them <laughs> Hold up, hold up, right? Okay. Why are, why are we discussing this? Austrian unintelligent boxes? And then why why did you randomly throw a dart on a board and select the fellowship to have a conversation? I mean, given given those given those high levels of uh, people that you've mentioned, it's like, uh, I mean, come on. This should have been your day at one podcast as a warm-up for the rest of them. Well, no, you know, you gotta get warmed up before you have the real professionals on. <laughs> They're coming in the door next guys. Don't worry about it. So how did you guys get started? Um it's I've lost track of it. I keep saying seven years, but it actually might be a wee bit longer. And not there is a record to look up, but I, I, I refuse to look at it. Um I was working in an office and I discovered podcasts because uh, a lot of downtime working in an office and I uh started listening to I think it was Ricky Gervais had one at the time. Um Joe Rogan, of course. And I got into uh, a couple of those and I find them such a great way to pass time and also expand your mind as well. And you had you had you had this option to just really cherry pick what you wanted to learn and who you wanted to what things you wanted to find out. And, you know, you could find anything with history and conspiracies, you know, it's another favorite topic. And it got to the point where I was like, I would love to do this. I would love to try it, but I couldn't do it on my own. And Kringle is the co-host here, is the brother of mine. So I. I went to him and says, would you like to start a podcast? And we had no idea, no concept, no one to really mimic. We looked around the uh, Northern Ireland for inspiration to see who else was doing it. The only one we could find really was, was uh, Colin Gaddis, but he's a comedian and he has got the gift to be able to just talk about anything and make it interesting and funny. So we tried originally the script a podcast where we were like two people mimicking newsreaders in a sense that we came across so unnatural. So we called on a, a, another friend, a mutual friend of ours, Dev, who was a longtime member. And we just decided to mimic uh, a show called Tell Him Steve Dave. I'm not sure if you know that one, the American based one. And basically their whole show is that they're three best friends who uh, got to get, get together in a store that some of them work in. And after closing time, they just talk about what's going on in their lives and give their views on pop culture, uh, politics, and just whatever the fuck you would talk about in a bar. That was really the, the whole idea of it. If you could record a conversation of a few mates in a bar and upload it. That's the kind of vibe we were going for. And then uh, spilt it out from there. Uh, recently, one of the, Dad, one of the original members, decided that he just didn't want to do it no more. He's been doing it for so long. Wanted to take a wee back, uh, took a bit of a break from it and then decided he didn't want to do it no more. And uh, then we introduced Jared into the podcast because we always felt like it worked better with three. And Jared's a bit of a creative, uh, creative um, genius himself. He makes comedy videos and sketches and well yeah. thank you you know he falls in with the he falls in with the vibe that i would like to create on this show you know just a chilled out a chilled out podcast where we talk about our dicks for an hour you know it's a short convo yeah <laughs> i mean i assume that's your plug line whenever you're telling people 
more or less. <laughs> that's the motto of the show. Yeah. Well, as I said, I always wanted to be open to like. I didn't ever wanted to have a tip a, a particular theme. I just wanted to talk about whatever we felt like instead of going. This is a show about football, or this is a show about whatever. Pick a topic, and this is what you're going to tune in every week. It's just like sometimes sometimes we come prepared with, with stuff that I want to talk about. Other times you just hit record and see where it goes and just let the conversation flow. Mm. I mean, I know that's, that's something, something that like, who was it? I think Bill Maher was commenting when he was um, on Joe Rogan's show. He was like, look, how, how do you do this? Like, do you have your questions prepared? Or like, do you know what you're going to talk about? He's like, no, we just sit down and see what happens. <laughs> it's, yeah. Which is kind of magic in a way. Like you just, you, you're letting something, something happen. And I, I kind of see podcasts as like this, this like, cool replacement for 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 radio because i don't know i mean i guess i like if i'm listening to the radio now it, it seems it seems to just be like 50 percent like adverts music i don't want to hear and then the occasional like good segment in between things and and like for me I, like five minutes is not long enough to to discuss something cool like if you really want someone to explain something like five minutes don't cut it you need like space in order to to like explore mm. diff- different stuff and and like that's why i think it's it's such a fantastic medium and something that like is i think i saw a tweet this morning that was saying podcasting is what's holding the world together at the minute and as much as that might be a little arrogant and kind of i don't know maybe blowing up the significance of them i think it does provide a place for people to have like legit serious in-depth conversations about stuff or just like shoot the shit in a bar like like you said and to be honest people miss that probably more than ever right now oh yeah 100 i mean i fully agree and i it's, i don't even think it's you're not blowing up smoke to anything like it's it at the, at the way things are are at the moment and continue to go this way podcast is the only free form of expression that we have right now mm-hmm. i fear the day if there's a, ever somehow they can clamp down on that I, I don't i don't see how they can do it but we we see it in social media we see it in the mainstream that voices get silent but if they don't if it's wrong speak but on podcasts you're free to talk about whatever you want and i do love the idea that like when you're comparing it to like interview interviews and like mainstream they, they give them such they give people such little time to, to explore whatever they're trying to make and because if they're not because they know they've only got three or four minutes in a segment They'll either come prepared with a generic, like politicians are known for that. They'll come on with a prepared way of answering and they get that wee sign bite and they're never held accountable for anything and they get to go away. But if you put those people in a podcast and you go, this thing's going to record until we get somewhere, they'll fucking, they'll fall, they'll fall apart, they'll fall apart. So that that's that's the way media should be. Like I, it should, these little sign bites, they're, I don't, I don't, I try, I don't watch, watch or listen to the radio or anything like that. I just find it all like propaganda at this point, but um, no, I I think podcast is one of the, the the last beacons of freedom that we fucking have at the moment. Mm. Well, I think podcast versus radio is podcasts are real. Like you say, it's just genuine chat. Where the radio, you'll turn on the radio and it's all this. Hi guys, welcome to BBC Radio. It's mm. so fake and phony, and it's it's a job. It's not uh, where they can relax and be themselves. We're in a podcast, you can just say whatever you want and. Dude, I listen to fucking. I listen to QFM. The audit. I was going to work and I had no choice but to have the radio on. It was either that or listen to my, the hum of McCure or the rattle of McCure. And the, the two co-hosts on it's the morning better than the radio. Oh, hundred percent. The two of them were talking about what they did the night before, and they did nothing, right? But one of them was like, "I watched. What's that? The ma- What's that? So that show oh, the mask behind the mask behind the mask, right? And it was a male and female one, and the two of them were getting over this thing, and I was like. 
this it just it just felt so fake because if it there were there were, and I was eating Maltesers so I was like this, this is the this is if if you were having this conversation if you started that conversation with one of your mates they tell you shut the fuck up that's not that's that's not interesting stop talking about this you eat Maltesers what's like got any relevance <laughs> to do with that story I was, I was eating Maltesers listening to the radio I, I fuming so I was no 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 they were eating they were talking about they were talking about what they were snacking on while watching oh right sorry I thought you were eating Maltesers in the car while listening to the radio. <laughs> Like a bloody maniac steering with my foot when I'm eating a bag of a sure, a sure bag. I'm surprised your car has a steering wheel. Oh, don't even Multi- the, the Maltesers thing sounds more sounds like the Truman Show. You know, they turn to the camera and give it. It's like brand, like try uh, Maltesers the next time yeah. you're watching TV. Subliminal <laughs> <laughs> advertising everywhere. That's what the world is like. Just the real life Truman Show now. So it is. Mm. Everything's a brand and a gimmick and an ad. The thing yeah. with the, look. the thing with the media too. I mean, during. Well, there's real, there's been a real backlash towards the media, I think, definitely mainstream. Because what during the Vietnam War, we heavily relied on the media showing us what the hell was going on and to get out. Where now it's like, I mean, you can see even as these DC rats or any rat during the Black Lives Matter over the last year, there particularly, the journalists and the photographers, the video guys, they're all getting attacked at these places, like the not show. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just obviously they're only showing you what's happening, but it's whoever they give it to is fucking twisted in such a narrative. They're it's obviously. These guys are on the front line to report the honest truth, and then they give it to their boss, and then he fucking twists it enough to fit whatever whose favor is paying him, to fit mm. his agenda. And it's just, I mean, I, I still, I'm not, I'm like middle ground. If like, uh, we need the media more than ever, but it's been fucking poisoned enough now. It's been corrupted enough. Where, where the hell do you turn to? And that's maybe where podcasts are stepping in now. Mm. To let, as you say, let that conversation develop. And get those points out because as soon as you listen to the likes of BBC at Radio Ulster, if someone rings in with uh, an artist that doesn't suit or a different opinion, they get caught out and they just say, No, we can't have misinformation on the website or yeah. on the radio station. And they're so good at this, they're so good at this propaganda. Like this, like this year, more than ever, it's just so blatant. Like with the whole COVID and the lockdown situation, whenever they started talking about it back in January, I think anyone that came out with an alternative view, like professionals professional doctors and scientists coming out and saying alternative whatever was being broadcast they were automatically tarnished with the conspiracy brush and you were you know you've seen the clampdown on social media where you weren't allowed to share certain uh videos there was that documentary what was it the pandemic part one and part two got totally stripped off the internet and any account that was sharing it was given a warning uh, or cancelled it's just the uh, I, I, even for yeah. us, we did, I wasn't wasn't that one of the turning points for us a wee bit in terms of the likes of the Patreon. Wasn't there an episode that we did mm. and that was removed from YouTube for even a mention? The there was a two-hour two two podcast and I think there was 30 seconds of, well, I'm, I'm probably being a bit general. It was actually a few minutes, but we were just questioning the COVID thing. This was back in the summertime where like I couldn't understand why the fuck when we're sitting with the 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 blazing sun giving us off vitamin D that we're told to stay in our houses and wear a mask. And I just question it. And we got warning the strikes that you do it again, you're out. And I was like, fuck me, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I, I honestly am shocked to this point. I have had no flags for, for anything. Um, I keep thinking every time I do an episode where it gets a little controversial, that something's going to get, I'm going to get like flagged or banned or something. Like I had, I had your guy on uh, a guy on talking about the March on Washington and mm. I thought that was going to get flagged and it didn't. And then I put this morning, I put up um, this uh, prof- this economics professor from Brazil 
uh, talking about um, the Great Reset and Agenda 2030, and I'm just waiting for it to get flagged. But so far, like touch wood, I haven't had anything. But just you said that podcasts are the last free space. This morning, the Associated Press put out a headline that podcasts are a, a fantastic hotbed for misinformation. Um, so that's, that's yeah, that's the start, that's the start of, it. of it. That's the start. And then what do we turn to then? Just carrier pigeons and notes again? Or? It's yeah, it's under it's underground paper. And, yeah pen and paper again like it's you know i used to think you could get you'd just be like right okay well you can host your own stuff and that's probably where it's going to end up i feel like you, half the people are going to end up with like a Infowars style band video where they can host their own stuff but even then like we got to be careful because like fucking amazon own like half of the web half the web yeah. or like the, the underlying structure of it so it's it's uh it's becoming increasingly just weird that like you said, people, anyone that just questions anything is just like flagged immediately. And then they're all going, no, the conspiracy theorists are crazy. And they're like, well, stop giving them fucking evidence. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. exactly. I mean, I, it's still, I get in the conversations and arguments and I, I fall out with friends at times because it just, I don't understand why people don't see how blatant it is. Like the conspiracy, it's jumped the shark at this point. Like conspiracies used to be like, you know, Oh, there's lizard people and stuff like that. But now, now it's just it's just pointing out, which to me is obvious, obvious bias and control that's been going on. And I bring it up and it's just like, what are you talking about? The BBC is an institution of truth. And it's like, no, they're the propaganda fucking wing of the, the government for Christ's sake, but the people just don't see it. And I, I lose a wee bit, I get a wee bit disheartened because sometimes I feel like I'm in a bubble where everyone knows what's going on. And then I have conversations with people having the fucking clue. And it's like, yeah. the more people know what's going on, the, the more likely chance that it, they don't get to the end goal of control. But mm. and you've got, I, I hate using the term sheep, but it's the only way to fucking call it. Like, Yeah. I mean, the UK, like this is, this is another thing I don't get about this year, right? I just looked this up, right? The public trust in the media is at 28% in the UK, right? Mm -hmm. Now that's not, that's, that's lower than Hong Kong. <laughs> which is hilarious amazing um but like like i just don't understand why you know you know you, you said last year like you know the media lie everyone would have gone yeah no they're total liars mm. and you know oh they're corrupt and they're they're only pursuing their own agenda whatever's good for them and everyone would have been like yeah or most people would have been like yeah and this year i've no idea what's happened but all of that like mistrust just seems to have totally disappeared except <laughs> like it, or maybe just in relation to like covid things but it's just like if you showed anyone like two years ago like a bbc article and they thought it was a bit sketchy you go you know they've got an agenda they'd have gone yeah no they probably do and now if you say you know maybe them promoting the, the vaccines like endlessly that mm -hmm. hasn't been hasn't been that thoroughly tested not is maybe like comp they're maybe a little bit compromised or i don't know they're 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 just like when when the when the the new chief of the BBC gave four hundred thousand pounds to the the Tories, and you go maybe they're just backing up whatever the government want, and like is that is that not still like mainstream opinion now that 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 the media lie? I don't know. It's too there's too many examples. See, whenever people point uh, try to shit on alternative media, uh, actual journalists that do things who 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 go and investigate a story and show sources that it's been so twisted that you can't trust them but you can trust the mainstream media that will give you a narrative 
provide no fucking no sources and just go this is what's going on accept it and it's just it's it's like but they have there's endless examples of the corruption the lies that the media tells i mean jesus christ the bbc has covered up pedophiles for decades you know they've been caught in the act and people will still say oh, it's a fucking national institution it's like no no, not. it just drives me fucking crazy. It's like there was an article I read yesterday on the on the um, Lotus Eaters, Carl Benjamin. I only found out recently that Carl Benjamin actually had a podcast. I thought that he was he had been disappeared. So I, I uh, went on the Lotus Eaters, and there was an article that they put out during the week, and it was um, about this open ladder that had been signed by. Uh, I don't remember it all now, but it was this open ladder that was like there was people, the generals, I think there was. Uh, scientists there was doctors there was all, all all these people calling for an invest investigation into china and the propaganda that they have been pushing in the, the whole lockdown thing came from china the whole the vaccine and all that all this been and they showed evidence for this the whole way through it and they had sources and it was proper journalism and this was an this was an open ladder that you could go and read the actual thing it wasn't hearsay or like um like an, an inside source or uh, someone yeah. close to, you know, the way the media likes to say it, like mm -hmm. a someone close to Joe Biden or Donald Trump said that he's he's shooting people in the Oval Office, you know, like they never give their sources. Mm -hmm. This was properly vetted, like this was vetted to a certain point. And I sent it to a couple of people and without reading it, they were just coming back going, well, that's just his opinion. It's like, you fuck, there's no way you bloody read it. It's it, This author, is just, this journalist is just talking about this open ladder and gives you the open ladder because you can read it for yourself. But the, no one wants to investigate people things. Mm -hmm. They don't want to look into it. They want to take the narrative as it is. Like with this lockdown, I know what you're, I don't really fully know what your position is on it. Like, I mean, I try to, I try, I try to keep my like official thoughts like a little bit secret because I, I, I think it's quite helpful because then people don't know where I'm coming from. I can just be as adversarial as I want from whatever position. It's quite useful. <laughs> but I think that the, uh, the, the, there is to this point, like there's there's no real proof that the, the the lockdowns or any any of the measures are improving the situation at all. Like the the places that have the most stringent measures versus the places that don't, there doesn't really seem to be any correlation between like where has the strictest rules and where has the least deaths. Like uh, I think the Lancet published a big study in in the summer about this, and yep. they they basically like that there is no there's no like there's no country that has this plan and every other country that's followed this plan has gone well because yeah, there's just the, the, the level of stringency and strictness of the measures is not correlating to the number of deaths like per million. Mm -hmm. So I, to me, I kind of feel like there's probably a lot, there's probably a lot more factors that we're just not considering like public, like public health generally, like um, there was the well, vitamin D as well was was shown to be like a pretty big indicator of how badly someone was going to suffer from coronavirus. There's like a lot of talk that air quality could be affecting how likely people were to uh, to contract any respiratory disease, not just um, not just COVID, but like a like exposure to air pollution, like makes your lungs weaker and more susceptible. Mm -hmm. um, Germany did way better in the first wave. And a lot of people pointed to the amount of ICU beds they had per million compared to like other parts of Europe that did really badly. And, and like, I just, I feel like there's, there's, there's a lot more involved in, in, in where is getting hit worse than just whether they've locked down or whether like 
only 90% of people are wearing masks and it's totally those other 10% of people that are all to blame for all yeah. of the other deaths. Like that's the funniest one I find. He's like, uh, anytime I'm around in Austria, like there's, they, they, they're really, they're really big on the masks. Like, like on all public transport, like everyone has them on. Like you see that like one person every, of every hundred, 200 that doesn't. I just think it's like, are you seriously telling me that these things are so effective that that one person that isn't wearing it is the cause for all of these like deaths? It's like, it's like logic has just evaporated in the lot. It's just, it's, it's, it's so frustrating. It is so frustrating to try and make a point. And what what angers me even more is that we don't people won't even won't even entertain the question won't even go no this we're following this narrative and that's it the whole mask issue like I mean there's been plenty of plenty of research and, and uh, articles that have come out explaining the uh, how ineffective they actually are to the point where it's basically pointless and wearing them but. I'm not against it. I, I'll work when I go to items, things like that, just to make people feel better. But, but the mask has become such a joke. It's like, you don't even need to be wearing it properly now. All you need to do is wrap it around your ears and yeah. put it over your chin. And they'll still judge you if you don't have one on. They're like, put your mask on, will you? And he's got it down around his throat. Yeah. It's, it's, Nobody's it's, even worn them properly anyway. And word of the day is hypocrisy. Like, it's unbelievable. Hey? But uh, yeah, I think the other problem with the mask is that like people... Like the, the, the non-reusable surgical masks are meant to be worn for like, I think four hours maximum. And mm. the, the like more, the FFP2 ones that they're, they're pushing in Austria now, they, they're like tighter and they're like made of some different fabric. And you're meant to only have them on for like two hours at a time. And then you're meant to have a 30 minute break just due to the, the like you getting, I, I can't remember why the reason was, but I was reading some official advice about it. And like, but, but people who just buy him one fucking mask and putting it in their pocket and like I've had it for the last six months. Yeah, it's like that can be fucking healthy for people. Like, uh, does my breast smell or is it just a mask? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> your breast smells like balls. <laughs> yeah. Or are you wearing your mask? <laughs> you got a mankini mask? Yeah. Oh, the best thing I've seen though was that um, I saw like pictures and I'm not sure where it was. But it was kids in an orchestra playing like flutes and trumpets and whatnot. Seen that? And they, they had the mask on with like their nose and mouth cut out so they can play. No, it's like geniuses. Geniuses. <laughs> Did I read the other day though that New Zealand had the first damn musical concert with like no social distancing or anything? I mean, they had they had test match rugby like months ago. Yeah, the, so... the Tri Nations, like with stadium full and no masks. I mean, they, they, they have it. It's if only, if only we were an island and we can. <laughs> I know, I know. Like the, the, the say that the NHS is under so much stress and all, all it would take is a small bus crash here and they're under stress because they're so understaffed. There is no beds. This was always going to happen no matter what happened, you know, COVID or not. Any big thing that happened, we were going to struggle because they never gave us the right ingredients to make the right meal. <laughs> yeah. I, know I know what you're saying. And this or is clever, a, you know what I mean? Yeah. And this is every year with the every every year with the NHS, but for some reason this year and this last 12 months, they've only made it out to be as if this is the first time this has ever happened and it's all because of COVID. It's like, no, uh, there was a meme going around in memes we trust. There's a meme going around. I think it was at the Guardian Kringles you shared at one point. It was like headlines for like five or six years and they're all the same. NHS oh, I, is on his knees, you're, was... you're fucked. It was the last nine, ten years, I think. Uh, that forget the 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 sturdy and the cuts of the tourism plan of the NHS. The last ten years, 
let's just blame it all on COVID because you can. There's a graph that steadily mm. shows you the number of beds have near been lowered. I can't remember if it's top of my head, but it was something like whatever it is. It's been. I know I'm going to box the figure, I, but whatever I, it was, it just showed you the pro, the progression of ICU beds in the UK in general. Right. And I mean, if you want, to, I mean, you're going to cut like a free health service. Yeah, the wonder it's going to struggle like shit. Ten years of constant cuts, like you know. Yeah, they've cut almost. They've cut one and a half thousand beds in Northern Ireland since two thousand nine. I'm it's mad. And the population keeps growing, and it's like they can't. It's mm. yeah. like I say this on a, I say this on our, I say this like almost on a weekly basis. I don't even know why I have to say it because it's fairly fucking obvious. I am not educated. I am a moron. I am so stupid, and I can see through all this crap. And I don't. Get, I it drives me crazy when you have these academics on the panel shows or whatever, and they're trying to explain all this stuff. And they go, "You're fucking lying. You're just talking shit, mate." Oh. I mean, like, it's the, the the most difficult part is to, like, really tell people that they're lying. Like, for me, the, the thing I think it is, is it's like, it's mass, it's mass fear or hysteria or something. Mm-hmm. Like, people, people are just scared to death. And it's the same as, like, for me, it's almost become the same as when you get, like, people, like, virtue signaling, like, fuck, on, on really, really left-wing issues. Like with, where, you know, where someone stands up and be like, you know, we need gender neutral bathrooms. And then someone stands up and says, no, you bigot. We need like separate bathrooms for trans people. And someone stands up and says, no, you're the bigot. We need separate bathrooms for trans people and people who are non-binary and people who are not sure of their category. And like, do you know what I mean? It just goes further and further and further. People like, like trying to be the most like safe or the most like woke or like, to me, it seems like people like just, pushing further and further and further from like just looking to be the most extreme version so that they yep. get the most credit mm-hmm. that's what it is it's, it's just it's getting that virtual slap on the back mm. say that whole argument about toilets i think i could have solved that problem if i was allowed in that argument i'd have just suggested guys has anyone thought about wearing adult nappies just all the time <laughs> <laughs> completely solved no one can tell Oh man, you were you were complaining about important ideas from China. That's what they did during the the, the training for the Beijing Olympics. They had all the people uh, like in the stadium who were like doing the show. They had them all in 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 nappies because they because uh, no because 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 they didn't want to have to have like bathroom breaks or like have people oh leave. God. They just wanted them there for practice. <laughs> and it wouldn't work though if you're in the nightclub and you pull some chick and you're bringing her home and you're like, hold on, I have to go change my nappy and wipe my ass and I'll be back in a minute, love. Just, do you, do you, is your nappy dirty? Do you need me to one day? Half a pack of baby wipes later, it's time for the sex. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it on, baby. <laughs> oh my God. Imagine this like whole woke generation, when's it going to end? Like you said, just keeps going and going and going. There's, there's always some moaning about something new. We're not, is, this, is it the internet's fault? Oh yeah, I think it's social media's fault. Like I really do. Um, mm-hmm. One of the uh, like the my book. I'm going to do the plug. My book coming out: Brexit, the Establishment, Civil War. Pre-order it now. Um, on Amazon. Um, well, I mean, I, I did have it. Um, I did have the the link for Amazon, but I am now changing to. I just interviewed the head of this this uh, website called Bookstock Bookshop.org, and it is uh, like trying to be amazon but for indie bookstores so like you can either choose to like order it through like a bookstore that signed up on their site or just from their site generally and and like the books the bookshops will all get like a a cut of it which is which is really cool 
Um, yeah. Actually, so, mm. so I will be telling people to order it on there. I'm not sure if it's there for pre-order, but um, it is available on the, the johnhuntpublishing.com for pre-order. That's the, the publisher. But uh, yeah, like in it, I talked about, about how problematic like echo chambers are and how problematic like is this, this idea that like people keep pushing further and further and further in order to be like the most woke or the most extreme version of, of, of whatever ideology you have, be that like left wing people or, or like pure right wing, like conspiracy theorists, like David Icke style, or, you know, that, that it just, whatever it is about, about like our psychology. And when you get people in like a group, a closed group, even even just like your the the filter bubbles that that, that happen just because the algorithms and on almost any sort form of social media, it makes people like just like in their own little group think and they get more like they get more and more and more content fed to them from that ideology or that like opinion or point of view and then it like reinforces it and reinforces it and it then it also makes anything outside of that seem so totally insane that you couldn't possibly believe that um like from from whatever side it is that you're coming and it, it just it it makes people crazy and like mm-hmm. the, i think like i'm not sure exactly how we deal with it but the first step i think is probably ban all political advertising on on social media i think we just have to ban it like mm-hmm. just flat up just just be like nope we don't we don't need it if you have a social media following you can say what you want but well i mean not anymore but no. <laughs> but like you should just 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 ban it like we banned it on tv like we said that we didn't want political ads on tv cuz like that was too dangerous like so <laughs> cuz cuz and that's definitely not as dangerous as being able to micro target whatever adverts you want to like like whatever specific portion of the population you want to so I'd say it's probably social media's fault. Uh, 100%. You've seen that Social Dilemma documentary on Netflix? Yeah. Mm, the, I, I heard this conspiracy um, somewhere. I can't remember because I'm getting inundated with conspiracies on every all the time. But they were saying like the way that the CIA created the internet with the idea of some at some point that would, I guess it's fucking crazy, that social media would be invented and they would be able to single out a certain portion of the population that they wanted to control. I because that's what conspiracies do, they connect the dots, and then when you mm. take in take on board what has happened in the last 10 or 12 days, whenever whenever the um, whenever the mass censorship started and continues to go on, it's like, oh fuck, that totally makes sense. I know it's not like, but <laughs> that whole um that whole censorship that's been going on recently is so unbelievable. It's so I cannot believe it's still I cannot bl- get over that more people aren't shocked that Twitter. YouTube, Facebook, all of them, everything other than OnlyFans banned the president of the United States. It's, it's that's China tactics. That's crazy. Like, mm. I mean, he's not the first. Like, WikiLeaks got like fucked over by a lot of social media platforms. Um, Alex Jones, for like, I, I mean, they were waiting for years to shut him down, but uh, like, they just needed that one thing, and the Sandy Hook, the Sandy Hook mm. thing would give them give them that that reason, but. Like I was talking to uh, this guy Brian Friedenborg. Um, was it yesterday? Two days? Two days ago. Um, and he is very pro impeachment. He's fine with Trump being banned from Twitter and whatnot. And like, I get the point he's trying to make, but I just I tried to say to him, he was like, "Look, you might agree with it this time. Like, this might be fine. You might be okay with like this person getting banned because you don't like them or you think they're dangerous or or whatever." But like, what happens when that's something that you believe in? 
Like, like it's the principle that six people and six billionaires in Silicon Valley, some of the richest people in the fucking world can, can tell us what we are allowed to see and hear. And he was like, no, man, I totally agree with you in principle, but Trump. And then I was mm. like, no, but that's not the point. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Orange man bad. Uh, yeah. It's such short sightedness that people can't see. It's, it's like what happened uh, closer to home whenever Count Dankula, when that was all kicking off, I don't know if you followed that, but I would talk to people and go, you know, they're, they're, they're not just getting rid of this guy on social media. They're getting, they're, he can't get a job. He can't do go, go, well, good, because he, he's a Nazi. No, he's not. He's, he's a, he made a joke. It might not, it might not landed for you, but he's not a Nazi. Like, and people were fine with that. And it was like, no, this is the slippery, the slippery slope. This is what they come for, go for him over this and justify and get enough of you guys agreeing with it. And then down the line, it will come for something that you said. And it happens all the time. It happens all the time. That saying the left eat their own isn't just a fucking slogan on a t-shirt. It's just, it's true. Like the social media side of things, it's like, fair enough. Twitter is within their full, as far as I know, legal right to ban Trump, right? Fair enough. Yeah. Just let that go. That's ground, right? Mm -hmm. But then if you're going down the road of like, right, we need to stop this, which I think, I don't think he should have been banned off, man. I, um, I don't think he was inciting violence. Uh, but if you go down the road, like, right, it's a private company. How do we, how do we take our control away from private companies? then you have to kind of push that more in the government-ran social media. And then isn't that kind of getting more towards the likes of China and North Korea in terms of their... By, I know it's weird. It's like we disagree with Twitter, but they give them... They take that right away from them as being the, like a private company, being able to blonde or block whoever they want. We have to give the control to somebody. Mm. So then I think the next stage is, is it the government's going to step in? They'll be like, we'll save it. We'll keep it as an open platform. And then... That's the fucking dangerous side of it, isn't it? If the government gets control of social media. Yeah, because you see how well they can... Maybe they're not, they could already be in control of social media. We I don't know that are. shit, like. I think they are. <laughs> I mean, you know what? You know what I discovered like a few days ago? I was doing research for my second book. Is that this is awesome, right? So this, the, the 77th Brigade of the British Army is their PSYOPs, Propaganda, and Cyber Warfare Division. And one of their active soldiers or active members is also... Senior exec, a senior executive at Twitter. He's the head of editorial for the Middle East and North Africa. So, like, there's a little bit of like intertwining of of government and 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 like social media firms there. And then they they all get paid by or not paid, but like they get they get they they have like agreements with with like MI5 and the NSA um, mm -hmm. that the Guardian actually revealed like seven years ago under this program called Prism that the NSA had access to like. Oh, I wish I had the notes here. They had access to basically almost everything that you do on social media. The NSA could check out, and and like so, there is like total total entwining of of both government and and private companies. But I think the best the best thing here is not to to like let the government come in and and buy it up or regulate it or whatnot. I think like we legit have to have probably quite an in depth discussion at like a national level about like how we class these these platforms and what. And like probably even even more so, uh, an important thing is like figuring out to give us some sort of like digital rights charter that that in the same way that America has their Bill of Rights in the Constitution, mm -hmm. and like figure out like what what can private companies give to us and take away online, and what what because like obviously you don't want some guy going on uh, like Twitter and just being like yep. Yeah, 
let's all meet and burn down all the public buildings in in yeah. Britain. And yeah. you know that's the only way we can we can fight back against the Tories. We just got to go on and and just we got to hang them we got to behead them they're all liars none of them are telling the truth ever and like like there there is like a level of of stuff that's probably dangerous for people to have a platform to say but we need to like figure out how we define that before we just like hand over because right now like like there's loads of people breaking the rules and loads of people are way more dangerous than trump on twitter like why does anyone in the chinese communist party the genocidal fucking cunts have a twitter account and donald trump can't <laughs> Because orange man is bad. <laughs> That's all it is. It's yeah. this effort to, to paint this guy as like he really shook things up when he went in there. They have never forgiven him for that. It's been it's been a when he calls it a witch hunt and people roll their eyes at it. That's exactly what it has been for four years. They have done everything in their power to destroy him. And it think, makes people like me like I, I'm never I'm not political at all. Really, it, it, it's just trying to find. This, uh, content to talk about in the podcast led me down to paying attention to it a wee bit more but like I, I wouldn't class myself I wouldn't give myself a label anyway because I hate when people do that they call, call themselves socialists or democrat I hate when people do stuff like that because it's like now you're now you're married to whatever that party does and if they do something you don't like you know, so anyway the point I'm getting to is like the point I, I fucking lost my point now uh, oh shit! <laughs> you're not political. You're not political. You have I sidetrack myself. Yeah. But okay, so what I find, what I find is like I, I certainly growing up, I would have uh, the little, the little uh, what I known about American politics. I wouldn't have called myself uh, a Republican, and if, if, if given the, the choice, I would always say I was a Democrat because I left leaning on most things. But the way they have gone after him so much has forced me to defend them at all times. I'm just like. You people are fucking crazy. He is not the boogeyman you make him out to be. He might be a fucking asshole, but that's about the majority of, of it. Like his morals might line up with you, but he is not this reincarnation of Hitler, like that they try to claim, they've been trying to claim. And I think it's got to the point where they're so desperate, they were so desperate to, to, to get him to trip over himself that they just goes, look, we have to do it. We have to ban him. What are you going to ban him for? Pulling up a video calling for peace that'll do that'll do that's just he wasn't he's not gonna he's not gonna behead a baby on camera so we gotta do it we still have to do it it's fucking crazy man i mean like i that's that's honestly what's become the craziest part of like this year right is that like generally you know if you do one of those political compass tests i don't know you get the square and it's like um libertarian versus authoritarian and like left wing versus right wing Mm -hmm. and if i do any of those tests I am like further left than than most people you will ever meet. And I find myself having to agree and defend the comments of like these extreme right wingers this year. Like like when the DUP were saying, no, we can't lock down any further. It's bad for the economy, right? Yeah. And I was going, I hate these people. I literally yeah. hate yeah. these people. <laughs> like they are, they are they are corrupt. They are unbelievably incompetent. I think most of them are just a bit fucking stupid. And mm-hmm. and yep. yet I am having to like defend Sammy Wilson. Like don't you I did say one day I was retweeting Jimmy Bryson. I'm like, uh, why am I agreeing with this guy? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, am I, am, I, am, I, am I morphing into a Protestant? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Marty Morphin Protestant. <laughs> it's so it's like I, I, it's so bizarre. I have conversations. I go, I find myself, a, I've never voted for green or orange in this country. I've always been against that kind of thing. But I was like, 
I have found myself agreeing more with the DEP than I've ever agreed with Sinn Féin. And just given my background, I should be, you know, by default, a Sinn Féiner. Like, but it's like, no, they're, they're making more, they're making more sense when someone in the DUP party before this new lockdown, number three, the, the call for evidence, just, just give us some evidence to justify why we're going in the lockdown. And I was like, that's all they're asking for. Why are they getting shit on on the internet? They're only asking for evidence because you're not allowed to question anything. Yeah, I mean, like Shin, Shin, I used to think that Shin Fein weren't as bad as the DUP. That was like my, uh, my, my thoughts when, like, I don't know, way back in the past in 2019. And um, the, <laughs> except Michelle O'Neill, for me, has just utterly destroyed my, like, my, my chance that I would ever even, like, consider that they're not as bad as the DUP anymore. That fucking funeral... Like I, oh, I am still furious. Like, like my my one of my best friends is like just apoplectic with rage to this day about that. Like they they made all these ridiculous like stringent rules because we believed and they believed at the time we had to do this right. We we didn't know what the score was, and and like people were scared and they went no right okay we're just gonna we're gonna have to do this for now. We'll see what happens, but like let's just lock down. And she went to the fucking funeral. They had their, 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 they put it all on social media. They had all these selfies of everyone standing right beside each other while other people weren't allowed to visit their fucking dying relatives in yeah. hospital. And then she had the gall to stand up in front of Stormont and be like, I followed the rules. And then he was just like, oh my God, <laughs> fuck you. Like, <laughs> he's like, you know what? Then I will just say, if I, if you can just do that and say you followed the rules, then I'll just tell everyone. Yeah, well, I'll just have a barbecue with 50 people and say, no, we followed the rules. Yeah, and the fuck, I'm sure you guys are seeing these, these videos that are going viral all the time of police being super heavy handed, arresting people walking in a park and all. Yet these leaders, these so called leaders, can get away with doing there's countless, countless exposing of, of the hypocrisy in leadership. And if it was any other time in history, there would be an uprising. But we're so We've been so nerfed. We're so used to our home comforts having Netflix. We just we get outraged. We might tweet about it. We might complain about it on a podcast. But now we're going. I'm gonna go watch Cobra Kai because I can't be fucked. You know, <laughs> while these bosses can get away. And that's why. That's why they're so confident and how blatant they are with their hypocrisy because they know we'll not. No one will do anything about it. And uh, once your bad Commons got away with it, mm. that was it. It was just like right. That's it. There's no rules anymore. Yeah. Well, and, uh, there is rules. It's it's different for us than it is for the Emmons. Like, but it was just like that. Ask the government's not accountable anymore. They'll do what they want. Yeah. Was it Pierce Morgan was in fucking Antigua over 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 Christmas <laughs> while he's sitting on fucking Good Morning Britain lecturing the government about how the rules need to be stricter? <laughs> I know, and 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 and, and like throwing my toys out of the out of the pram. Whenever I seen that, I I'm not following him no more. But then the video of uh, him calling out Matt Hancock. Oh, that was brilliant. That was, I was lovely. Like, oh, I'm, I'm back on the Morgan <laughs> Morgan boat again. Yeah, I mean he's just he's just a contrarian piece of shit. Which you know, sometimes you need people like that, like because yeah. he does do the things like like the the the, the Matt, Matt Hancock video, like that was. But honestly, like my, I was talking about this with someone as well. It's like you see that video, that interview alone, ten years ago, resigned or fired, done. Like yeah. Matt Hancock is gone. Like there's no way you can credibly remain as a government minister ten years ago after that interview. Now we've well, mostly forgotten about it. Yeah, he probably get, you know nobody gets they don't resign they get move sideways or up you know there's no going down yeah there's no line to cross anymore it's mm. like that line's been taken away it's like retorted chess yeah <laughs> <laughs> mark at that your move <laughs> yeah, tell me about this tell me about your book um so yeah it's it's called the the establishment civil war 
And I basically started writing it because it, it dawned on me that I read a lot of books on Brexit um, and then even more when I started writing the book, but that there was no, no like major book or, or mainstream coverage apart from um, Carol Cadwallader in The Guardian, The Observer, talking about like the, the dark money involved in the Brexit vote, talking about the power of social media to like manipulate parts of the population. And there was no one discussing the fact that regardless of what any of the people that voted for Brexit might want, like, that's not going to happen. Like, what's going to happen is we're going to get, like, the, the worst, like, race to the bottom free market style of shit that you can possibly imagine. Like, any protections that people had is going to be cut in favor of, of, of like, you know you know, freedom and, and like free trade. And, and like, you know, we're going to, we're going to be importing like chlorinated chicken and hormone fed beef from America because, and, and probably selling off parts of the NHS, if not the whole thing, they're going to like, all of our products are going to be coming, not from, from like British farms or, or Northern Irish farms, like they claimed was the, the, the goal. It's going to be like shipped in from like Vietnam and, and, and like Australia or like the furthest, like most far flung parts of the world. And like, that's what's coming. Like that's, and, and like we, we're all just sat here, like trying to dodge the fallen rocks while the two fucking giants of the establishment fight it. Oh, and, and, like what the people wanted from Brexit was they thought, you know, we have like in their mind, like immigration was too high and, and Britain had some of the highest levels of immigration in the whole of Europe, whilst remaining the most tolerant country of immigrants in Europe. Like I, I find like I, that, that I find kind of shocking to discover, like Britain is, is, is the most tolerant of immigrants in, in the whole of Europe. And, and, and yet, like that, like we're, we're, we're not going to like try and try and like reduce the numbers of, of people coming into the country. If anything, it's going to go the other way because, because we're just going to continue to ship in like the people who will do jobs for the least money. And it's not going to be about like, like rebuilding Britain or like any, any of the like rhetoric they used and the things that people actually voted for and like mm -hmm. supported, even if it was just like empty rhetoric, like that's what people wanted. They wanted to be able to support like the businesses in Britain or in Northern Ireland or in England, they wanted to like use British stuff, you know, like yeah. whether you think that's a good idea or not is another thing. But like that, that was the, the idea behind a lot of like the nationalism that, 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 that kind of like drove the rhetoric. And that's not what's going to, that's not what's, that, that is not what is going to happen at all. Like we're going to, we're going to have this horrendous free market race to the bottom style of, of Brexit over the next three, four years. And we're all going to suffer, unfortunately. So the book is a nice uplifting story that you can read to your children <laughs> at night. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. What, no, like, what you, where, where's, where's, can any, anybody got any hope, hope left? I mean, I mean, the, the thing that like uh, gives me a tiny bit of hope, um, and it's going to sound a little weird. I went to one of the anti-lockdown demonstrations here a couple of weeks ago. And it was only in Innsbruck and there wasn't that many people. It wasn't like the size of the one that was in Vienna. Um, like two days ago, there was like 50,000 people there. But here in Innsbruck, there was, I don't know, maybe like I reckoned about 2,000 people. And it wasn't anything. It wasn't going to bring anything. But what gave me a tiny bit of hope was that it's just normal people. It's not a whole bunch of like, like, like fucking like, psychopaths. Yeah, psychopaths. It's not like <laughs> anarchists who, who just want to tear down the system. It's just a whole bunch of normal people who want their life back. And, and for me, I feel like it might still take a while. 
but at least it's 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 starting i think to turn where people are are realizing that like the the their lives are gone and the economic damage that's going to come from this is is so huge like i'm so terrified i don't know like in school when i was doing history we had it drummed into us like like 10 times a year like weimar germany hyperinflation then you got hitler like the, the, it's like like economic crash then you got hitler economic crash then you got hitler watch out for this watch out for this don't let the extremists come in because of like economic hardship like please like warning signs like just teaching us like how to avoid like authoritarians and we are literally watching it happen <laughs> but i'm hoping it's nice to see like normal people suddenly starting to realize this and that gives me a little bit of hope it's, it's a very thin fucking string to hang on to isn't it so we're just waiting on hitler to show up then yeah but like really <laughs> like i i'm so concerned because like right people are people's businesses are going like people yep. are going broke and and like what what did what did hitler offer people bread and work like that's mm. what he offered people and there's this other really weird like like thing that happens where depending on like where a country sits along the equator um, and like how likely or how how prevalent like um, like in diseases like malaria or like infectious diseases that only exist in in like hotter more tropical countries like the more likely a country is to to have those kind of diseases there the more likely they are to elect um, like right wing authoritarians and like that's that's really concerning in the middle of a pandemic because it's I'm not sure what the exact like psychological thing is it could be something to do with like I, I remember Jordan Peterson talked a lot about um, how. Hitler was incredibly obsessed with germs and 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 like like order and everything being clean and perfect and in its place and it could be something like to do with like I don't know fear of disease that like pushes people like a little further to the right or but so so I'm just I'm like I'm just watching like all of the factors that led to the worst dictators that like we we know in history like just line up and then I'm going mm, should we be more concerned about this <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, there was all them headlines are in 2019. I think I can't remember what year it is anymore. But all the concerns about the uprising of right-leaning leadership across the world, you know, running for elections and positions of power, and it was always the same sort of thing. You know, the the far right is growing, is growing, but no one ever. All those people writing those articles never really asked why or investigate what leads. To, why is it leading to this? Is it could it possibly be that? The, the opposite side has been fucking people for too long you know it's it's they've had enough and they're it's not it's not because they're far right they're they're just they've run out of options and this this is probably the only thing that they feel it can save them mm. i mean that's the reason it's kind of the argument for the, the populist rising of donald trump it was just that the, the left fucked everybody for so long it was just like we have to vote for the orange man after tv because the rest of us are useless cunts mm. I mean, the one thing I do like to like point out for people as well is that like it is the, the, the left right divide is is not the thing that's like breaking us. It's not that like the right of screwed people over the left of screwed people like the establishment of screwed people over. And like you see the same kind of like left and right wing populist uprisings like they all say that the right wings are the, the right wingers are the most dangerous ones. But you mm. have populist people on, on both sides like look like Jeremy Corbyn got 40% of the vote in Britain like Bernie Sanders got screwed twice but was almost um, the, the nominee twice for, for the Democratic Party. And, and you just got to look at both like there's there's populist uprisings coming from both sides and I think it's because people 
just becoming like if you say if you're legit like anti-establishment people will fucking vote for you it does not matter what you do or what you say if you are like fuck the establishment they're just going to be like okay and that's kind of where I'm at as well. Like, I've yeah, known- that's where I'm at. That's that's why I like Trump because he was the only one that I have seen in my lifetime that was that was like that. Mm. I mean, uh, no, you're right. You're right. It isn't. It isn't. Those people, like this whole con- divide and conquer thing. Like, we fall. I fall into the trap of focusing on uh, labels and left versus right, and the people that are at the top on the strings, they don't have an ideology. They just love making fucking money and watching us suffer. Sucking. That is why I went to B and M's and bought a knife. <laughs> Ready for it? You're gonna go all Michael Stone on the on the NI executive. Yeah, ten push-ups was there to prepare myself for this war. <laughs> like my like my best friend and I have been talking about like what is our escape plan? Like what is our plan for when society collapses? And like we're talking about it as if it's like not inevitable, but quite a strong possibility. And then like after like 30 minutes of discussing where we think might be safe, like rural Finland or like Brazil, somewhere near the Amazon. And we're then we're always like, oh, like we just what the fuck is going on when this is a serious conversation? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know if you've any you any children. You don't have any children, Josh, do you? Have you no, kids? No, 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 no. I have two young ones under under age of 10. And this whole lockdown thing, we've tried to keep the fear out of the household or at least the way from them guys you know we try and act, play it all off as normal of course they have questions and wondering why school hasn't been open for fucking nearly a year mm. and uh, why they can't go and hang around with their friends whenever they want to or go to each other's houses and it's at times it's like it just feels like i'm trying to i'm just lying to them while i'm looking out the window and the whole fucking world is on fire and it's like how for how long can i keep the charade up charade up that the the apocalypse is approaching but you know, there's cotton candy on the inside because it's oh. some. It's just like that. Actually, doing in all seriousness, that does keep me awake at night, worrying about it. Like, I know what's going on. I can see it every day, and I don't see any stop to it. And yeah. someday they're going to have to face the reality of it. It's going to be so. There's no way to hide it from them anymore. You know. I keep thinking of a dumb and dumber. You know, like the, the parts head has fell off, and we're just trying to fucking salt it back on. <laughs> <laughs> pretty bird, pretty bird. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, are you saying I should blind my kids so they don't see the, the end of the world? <laughs> it's like we're doing a whole. It's like we're doing a weekend at Bernie's with society. Like it's dead. That's <laughs> 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 fucking terrifying. Yeah, I mean, like the the thing that keeps scaring me as well is like you see if you made a checklist for like. The 1984, like or or like Fahrenheit 451, like the all of the things that happened in those books, or in in like you look at like all the things that happened in like in like communist Russia or under Hitler, and you just go right changing the definitions of words, like government entwined with with like the companies that promote your speech, like government literally paying 35 million pounds to all of the mainstream outlets in Britain to print the same fucking headline. Then you got like like censorship, like police roaming the streets, like arresting people for like arbitrary things like hugging. Or there was some person I saw in the metro was like told off for by like a COVID officer for breathing too heavily whilst jogging. Uh, like you just like line up all of the things that you would say is probably a bad sign for for the future of society, and then it's just all happening all now. <laughs> it's so crazy. I don't, know how, metal. I don't know how I would do. It. Do you, do your kids have to wear a mask in school, or if they? If- oh, it, it hasn't got to that point. Um, Secondary school has. Mm. Oh, has it? 
Yeah, like Liz Moran. Like, like secondary school left the wearing a mask in between classes, like going down corridors and things. But primary school kids, no. So what's that age eleven and under? Yeah, I mean, like they don't they don't even they don't even consider the, the negative effects of wearing a mask for that length of time. I mean, they always I hate that I hate that meme that still gets propped up every now and again for people to argue going, well, look, there's the fucking there's the doctors and the nurses. They wear them all the time. They, they wear them in surgery. Have you ever been to a hospital? They're not you're not walking in and the receptionist has got a mask around their face, you know, but we're we're expecting our kids to wear them for a six hour or whatever how long school is on for six, seven hours. Just days. give everybody the false sense of security. And everybody's That's what it was. onto that now, and they're like, I need this mask to protect me from everything. It was to give everybody a fake hero badge and make it feel like uh, you're contributing to the, to the end. But is there an end? I don't see it anywhere. They keep surely, talking about this. Sorry, Kringles. I was going to say, surely in them Asian countries, um, it probably namely is China and Japan. I mean, part of their culture is to wear a mask. If you're sick. If you're sick. Uh, it's, more of a, it's, it's more of a politeness rather than a germ thing. I mean, but if, if, I mean, it's just COVID ran through that country like any other country. And that was the country that started off wearing masks in general. So what mm. the fuck are we wearing them for? We've had from Asia right across Europe to your front door to be like, lockdowns don't work, masks don't really work. What are we doing here? Like, yeah, China's fully open against each other. Ch- China's fully open now with no vaccine. Says who? Oh yeah, that's that's what I said. Yeah. I was talking, I was talking to mate about this the other day. I says, have you seen the, the footage coming out of China? I completely forgot myself. I said, Do you see the footage coming out of China where they're having raves and, and there's no masks and there's no vaccines? Chinese and, people don't rave. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 then I and then I, I caught myself going, they also China put out footage of welding people in their doors and, and spraying mm. the streets and all like so it's either what two 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 uh, one of two things are true. So yeah. China fully recovered. And and I uh, got through it without a vaccine, or it's all propaganda, and they're standing on a mountain of bodies. <laughs> One or the other, like you know, maybe China's not even a real country, but <laughs> yeah, like Australia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's not Finland. That's, Finland doesn't exist. It's not the one. Oh, that's the conspiracy. Oh, yeah. Finland, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. But no, I don't yeah, know. yeah, like you, like pe- people are like you know. But China said they dealt with it with the lockdowns, and I'm like, because China has such a history of being honest. Yeah. <laughs> nice guys. No, yet, yet that's the, the example that the rest of the world followed whenever they were giving out the advice to go and lockdowns will work, which was. Pirated by the World Health Organization. All that information came from China. And we're like, yeah, we're, hey, you know, we never trusted them before, but let's trust them on this. We'll just do exactly what they say. I, I fully believe that they have infiltrated every, almost every major form of power in the Western world. And it's just, it's just, uh, people are on Operation the, people on Belt the... and Road, man. Yeah. Well, I get that, but there was, there was that leak that came out like last month that said that they, they've infiltrated thousands of major companies all around the world. Mm hmm. Companies, politicians, uh, colleges, you know, <laughs> university professors, and stuff. And it's and it gets. The, what was the guy in in um, in America, Eric Swalwell, that was sleeping with the Chinese spy, uh, and he was in the Ooh. House Intelligence Committee, and they've put him back on. He's still there. He's like put him back on the on the like like the the I think it's the Intelligence Oversight Committee or something like that. They're like he, they finally was sleeping with a Chinese spy at one point. And they're still just like, yeah, no problem, man. You have access to all that classified info. No problem. <laughs> like, actual, actual hard evidence of it. Yeah. And they, keep, they put him in power. They, keep, they, they, they move him up. Like they just move him back up. He's a part of the Biden administration. And for what, four years, Trump was apparently a spy for Russia in the 80s or some shit with no evidence. But we have evidence of this Chinese spy. It's like, 
ignore that, ignore that, cover that up quickly. Yeah, this must fucking... be a really nice guy, though. Uh, must be... Yeah, I heard he's cool <laughs> as fuck. Like he's... <laughs> <laughs> no matter what you do, they're like, but he's cool, though. <laughs> a real cool moustache and all. Well, I mean, I heard his Asian cooking is really good, so... Oh, yeah. that's so... <laughs> Gets a pass, so he does. <laughs> like, even when COVID first started, do you remember all them videos came out of China of people dropping dead in the street? And that struck know. the fear into everybody, like... Mass graves and everything, but... Mm. And, and why have we not seen that? anywhere else that's you know i mean like I, the, the the people dropping dead thing i don't i don't know if that's true like that those were, were real but like the uh the the, the load the, but there was loads of um like there was loads of reports of like mass graves and stuff and of like like funeral homes like buying like way more caskets or shit than than they they normally would need and and like to be honest it doesn't seem that insane that like a, a like a, a population of like just like poverty stricken like malnourished factory workers that like especially in, you get like the the foxconn shit where they have nets on the side of the building because they're so depressed they're going to kill throw themselves off the factory at work like mm -hmm. people that are that unhealthy and that like poorly nourished like getting struck down by by like like a virus that 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 is clearly not good for unhealthy people it doesn't seem insane to me like, like, I think the lesson we should have taken there is like, hmm, maybe we need to like worry about like public health more generally, like make yeah. sure everyone's be like, I don't know, but like there was some study that was like 96% of people who died in one study were vitamin D deficient. Mm -hmm. Like just, just simple things like that to help like boost public health probably would have been like one of the best responses you could have had. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. Why the, why they've not done that? We had people in lockdown for months. Why, when they were putting out the propaganda of the, the COVID thing and, you know, stay at home, otherwise you'll kill an, an old doll down the street. Why couldn't they say, well, while you're at home, do a push-up. Do a, do a push-up. <laughs> One push-up per day. <laughs> do some burpees. Maybe not eat 10, not, maybe not eat a 10-inch pizza for breakfast. You know what yeah. I mean? Why, why couldn't have, because that's fat shaming. But that, that, that should have been a part of that should have been a part of the message too. Look, there is something you you, you all want to you all want to protect in the in the effort to stop COVID by wearing your mask and keeping your social distance. Good. You know what else you could do? You could try and get a wee bit healthier. Take some supplements. Try to get your try to lose some of the weight. You know these are all things that can. And you talk about current, go out and clap for the the NHS. Say the clapping, some jumping jacks, you fat bastard, because you're fucking. <laughs> That's All right, Joe Wicks, calm down. All right, buddies. Do a push up and eat a banana. Yeah, that should have been. Uh, that's, why I, that's why I am running for office, because that's the message that people need to hear. <laughs> and then show everybody your six pack. Yeah. <laughs> some jumping jacks. <laughs> but that, it's just. It's, it's, it's like, I mean, if they were really, really concerned that it was a proper pandemic and, the, the, and they would at least entertain these other ways of helping they don't even talk about and any official source they don't even talk about the vitamin d bro they don't even want to feed the fucking children <laughs> yes, yeah. know. you know yeah yeah instead of giving everybody masks everybody should be given a fitbit so then like let me, let me see your steps how many steps you've done today are you oh yeah yourself? oh yeah oh yeah so, so, the, so the powers that be can track even further i right, good uh, idea <laughs> I uh, the fucking the, trying to trying to feed the kids on thirty quid. Like, where did you get this from? M and S. There's like four <laughs> items on this fucking. It this comes to like six pounds something. So uh, like, I'm doing a video on it now. But are you? Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, like I, I think they think they made a U-turn on that. They're just going to give out the vouchers now. 
people were so outraged, which proves that's like a good thing to have hope about. It proves that like mass outrage can change the government's mind. The same thing happened on the on the uh, the A levels algorithm bullshit that they were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the the mass outrage is it does cause government U turns on some mm-hmm. things at least. And mm-hmm. it kind of shows me that that could, like public opinion still has some power to like change their mind because I mean I'm pretty sure they're aware that they're they're overseeing like a very volatile population at the minute like everyone's going a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure like without without the pandemic you would not have had the the or at least you wouldn't have had the same level of outrage and and like mass protests and riots over over the George Floyd killing, which was fucking awful. Just to like I'm not saying yeah. that it wasn't bad. Or and I don't. I'm also cer- fairly certain without the pandemic, you wouldn't have had the the storming of the Capitol. People are just starting to lose their minds, like locked inside. Like social contact is so, like it's it's we we're literally social beings. Like we we, we literally evolved to like exist in groups, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, well. and 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 like you take that away, like no wonder people are going fucking crazy. And I think the UK government are probably aware that they're overseeing. Um, a powder keg that just needs the right spark. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I worry about because we're such a small, a small island, and we don't have, we don't have like the military backup as the as the US has. It would be so easy. we could overtake, we could we could storm, we could storm Stormont. I was just going to say, man, Stormont, that's, that's, that's a big hill. We're too fat and lazy as a nation to st- go up that hill to even storm it. Uh, you go that's to the true. gates of Stormont and go, ah, oh, look how far away that is. No. I don't <laughs> well, you, could get, you could get everyone on rascals, like, to get, like, <laughs> <laughs> you could do shuttles up and down the hill. Uh, <laughs> and then you uh, get up there, it's just one security man, just stand there and go, what do you want? There's nobody here, fuck's sake. Catch that home, will you? <laughs> Yeah, the, the the lack the the lack of security there is amazing. Like I went up to do an interview with like an alliance uh, special advisor two years ago, and it's just basically no security. You just kind of walk in, like they 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 scan your bag or whatever. But like you could totally, totally, totally. Like, there's like two guys like sitting yes. having a cup of tea, yeah. <laughs> and like these big fat security guards, like one of them's outside having a cigarette, and like <laughs> walk not- up. I'm storming storm out. They'd be like, "Ah, go on ahead, work away, mate. Good luck." <laughs> Yeah, well, they're all bastards anyway. <laughs> Arlene's in there doing her one push-up, eating a banana. <laughs> yeah, you, can, you can imagine how, the way she's eating it too. Doing them push-ups, baby. Oh, yeah, it's, okay. it's as secure as the DC capital, is it? Yeah. Come on, on in. Well, if you've not seen what's going on right now, like, like they first they built that like eight foot like unscalable fence with barbed wire, and now they're taking the fence down and building a twelve foot wall, like around the capital. Oh, I see. So walls are a good thing now, are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm, very good, very good, guys. Hypocrisy. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, I've been hearing uh, this on on the conspiracy side of things. Everyone seems to be. Concerned about this twenty, there's twenty thousand armed troops that are nice sitting having a wee. You know how long, you know those images that came out about those troops lying in the Capitol building. Uh, why, why were they not given beds? Why, are they, why are these guys <laughs> having to lie on marble floor? That is so unfair. Like they're gonna have, they're gonna have fucking arthritis trying to shoot all these right wingers. You know their backs. Are, they're going to pull their backs, trying to pull their weapons. Even in freaking the Middle East, they had beds. Like come on. <laughs> I know. I just showed you how fucking high how bad they, they are at giving out things to their the people they can't even give them six hundred dollars for starving to death in their bed in their homes and now they can't even give their soldiers a, a mattress to lie on 
I mean, I think, like, if I was American, I would just be insulted as fuck right now. Like, they can vote on impeachment in, like, a day and a half, and you can't give them the fucking checks because you can't agree. Like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> and that, and that, should, that should have been a unifying moment for all political sides. They should have been like, hold on, like, we're out here slapping, slapping each other's cheeks because one's left, one's right, one's BLM, one's Antifa, one's Pride, but whatever. We should have all fucking going arm in arm, going up to the, up to the Capitol here and say, hey, we're down out here, mate, and you're giving us $600 and you're sending millions over to the Middle East for gender studies? What's going on? Like, I mean, that bill was mad. There's like a clause in it. Did you see? It's like uh, that the officially that the intelligence agencies have 180 days from it's being signed to declassify everything they know about aliens. I, I did. I know it's... What do you think is going? It's going to it's going to be a letdown, isn't it? It's going to be like, <laughs> oh man, no! It is. There is no way this is a letdown, right? There I is hope absolutely that, but... no way. Like there is way too much shit that we now know. Like just based on like a couple of declassified things and a couple of people like discussing, like Commander David Fravor, even his story, just his story, is like holy yeah. shit. Like <laughs> I want to get on board, but I feel like it's going to be like the Phantom Menace. A lot of hype and it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to, I mean, I'll, I'll be happy to be wrong. And it comes out and it's like, yeah, the aliens have been sitting watching this on their 20 inch televisions on their ships for, for decades now. And now we can join forces. And Well, sure. The New York times, the New York times said that they, that the, that they had information that said that the Pentagon had a crashed recovered off world vehicle. And, and like um, Jacques Vallée, who's, a, who's like a, oh, I can't remember what his, what his official profession is. I think he's a hedge fund manager or something like that. And he was saying that he's, he's like trying to lobby the US government to release all the materials they have that they've discovered from stuff that's crashed in order to allow private industry to like analyze it because they have far more um, capacity than just like uh, isolated, com uh, compartmentalized, like secret parts of the military. So like, there's loads of shit that could totally come out here. I, I'm I'm excited. What if what if the aliens are not? What if the aliens are like the ideology of the the, the far left right now? <laughs> not, you know, what I mean, we we're hoping that they're going to be the saviors and world peace is going to come along. But it turns out they come down and they're <laughs> they're BLM aliens. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we're really fucked. And they got they got all the rainbow flags on the side of the UFOs or what? <laughs> yeah, all wearing tutus and all. All got purple hair. <laughs> oh, what was it? What was it? The uh, the 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 former head of the Israeli intelligence agency said that the right, the, the, the the aliens are waiting off planet for us to have a world government before they will welcome us into the the intergalactic like council or what or whatever like <laughs> and then you get joe biden i mean i don't know if we're going in the right direction here at all like no yeah i mean so old that's the scariest thing he's like come on give us that like i mean kamala kamala's gonna be president in about a year i reckon yeah I, don't, I think but definitely before the term ends but then oh, he's yeah. so old he should be at home fucking hybridian it's COVID well, that's what he did. That's what he did the whole summer, and he still managed to win. There was no no campaigns. Uh, also, I really don't understand how how if COVID is so infectious, why like most of the Trump supporters didn't die at all the rallies. Yeah. <laughs> like, and also all the left were complaining. Like, surely they should be like, yeah, no, go on, go get infected, please. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, they just ran out the headlines, the super spreaders, and these are the bad guys. Yet we're gonna 
we're going to protest for six months and then have parties when Biden wins. Yeah. That's Biden so still doesn't know he's running from president. That to remind him every day. They're all Biden. Are you ready? And he's sitting there eating his porridge, dripping off his cheeks, going, "What? What? <laughs> Why are you trying to feed your asshole porridge?" <laughs> that's that's the only good positive thing about the Biden one. I hope he does live a wee bit longer than than that's being predicted because I love watching his speeches because it's guaranteed at least one good gaff through it where he blunders his words or he's completely <laughs> like the one where he said he had the of <laughs> he had the of himself as Joe Biden's husband. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm Joe Biden's husband. <laughs> he definitely wears an Abbey. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh fucking hell! I mean, like, I don't. I still don't understand how the fuck he managed to win. Like, like, just the primary, not even the election. The primary, like, oh, how man. the fuck did he win that primary? Well, uh, and it's, that was that's completely the DNC manipulating things. And I kind of, I really thought Tulsi was going to go through with it. I thought she was my favorite out of the whole lot of them, but. uh I seen something there today about that Trump's votes went up. Was it ten or fourteen million or something? I can't remember. It was, and Obama's was down seven million in his second term. And how the fuck did Biden win over them? Like how did how did he get more votes than? than it just even mathematically it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's pretty mad. Like, like that's what that's why I keep saying to Americans and anyone I'm talking to is like 75 million people voted for it. That's gotta be something. Stop exactly. Calling them. Like CNN were calling <laughs> like what was he said? They were they're all all the people that voted for Trump now in their eyes are clan members and terrorists. Yeah. Like 75 million people is like the yeah, way to stop the civil war, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what do you how do you feel about the how do you feel about the DC situation? Do you think like people are claiming that it was a false flag that was that there was actors involved in antagonizing it and pushing it to that way because that would have been like the last great because it, it it seemed to be like at least in the legal way of things think the ball was tipping towards Trump up until that point and there might have been I mean it was going to be a one in a billion chance but mm. it seemed to be going in his favor a wee bit you know uh, yeah. with what's happening in Georgia and then with this is kind of like it's so convenient that that storming happened mm. because it throws all that out the window. Now everyone that was going to object just went, "Nope, fuck it, we're not objecting anymore. We're going to we're voting Biden." So I mean, the false flag like, thing makes sense. I don't know if it was like a false flag as such in terms of like it was all like Antifa people or whatever. Like there was that one guy who was a, a, a BLM activist who was arrested, who was inside the Capitol. But I think that's the only one that they've shown to be like a like a, a left-wing activist who was inside that they've they've arrested at least anyway although he has been now released without bail oh this could be uh, yeah <laughs> um but the for me it looks like they just kind of let them in like yeah that's like, i yeah, don't it wasn't so much a storm it was more like a wee dander yeah, they're sort of like like they're all just walking through the middle of like did you see that picture that the, like the velvet ropes and they're sort of just like ambling yeah. like yeah, just like just walk. ambling with their yeah with their flags and whatnot and like the fucking idiots with the con confederate flag sometimes i just want to slap them and be like stop ruining your point like <laughs> i know <laughs> i i feel like th that um uh, as far as I know, that some of that building is open to the public anyway, so maybe that yeah. part. Yeah, but it's been with... it was shut down. Um, I don't think it's been open to the public for a while. Um, oh, right, right. The COVID, as far as I was aware, because there was people complaining that Republicans had given tours to some people the day before the riots. Um, so I, I, I don't know how, I don't know how to feel about it because I mean, I'm, I'm happy that the U.S. government got the wind put up them that they realized they're this close to people like flipping out and overthrowing them, 
Yeah. Um, like that, that get, like, you know, hopefully they're a bit terrified now, but I mean, that's just the problem with like any kind of violent protest or any protest that ends up like that, like uh, whether it's, whether it's the Capitol or whether it's like um, some of the stuff that happened in the summer with the BLM riots, like a uh, violent protest in the 21st century does not prevent tyranny. It creates it. And, and like the, the only thing that works, I think, unfortunately is like mass civil disobedience. That's the only thing that I, I, I really believe might work. Like in, in the UK the, or here, the only thing that will stop the lockdowns is like a general strike or mass civil di- disobedience. Like as soon as you go violent, mm-hmm. it's, it's just bringing on more tyranny. Yeah. If, if everyone just tried to go back to the normal lives, open their businesses all at the, one, at the same day, mm-hmm. there's no way they could ever, they couldn't walk it back. They couldn't, they couldn't force everyone in the jail. They can't, they say we have to obey the public and i think in the american case like trump is gone uh, well the QAnon circles i think there's still a chance that there's something going to happen but let's just take the conspiracy side out of it he's gone and they think like because they cut the head of the snake that's it over the the move the, the he what he opened everyone up to was that the, everyone's seen how corrupt these politicians left and right are and that's widespread in america and i think what they're deeming now, the Trumpism, it's just going to grow further and further. And I think you're right that the, the, the public pressure is going to change things. And that's how that's going to be. That's how real change is going to happen. It's not going to come from Trump kicking the door down with his military behind him and says, we're taking over this shit. It's not going to work that way. It's going to see more people being, and I hate using it, woken up. Yeah. <laughs> they're getting, yeah, they get red pills. But like the, the thing that, 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 gives me a little hope as well is that there's this weird alliance starting to form of of people like like of people like jimmy Dore and tucker carlson in the mm-hmm. same like in the same sphere and you're just going like what is going on there like these people are like ideologically so far apart but they're suddenly like allied like the the, the julian assange thing seems to have like uh, like brought together like groups of people that don't agree on basically anything and like Jimmy Dore has been like thrust into the spotlight. They're like, I don't know if you've been watching, like he's been putting a lot yeah, of pressure on, him, on AOC, who I am so disappointed with. I used to think she was legit. Did you? I, I was never on board with her. I, I always, there was something about, I smelled through her bullshit from day one. I was like, there's something disingenuous about this, this girl. I, I know as every politician does is basically an actor, but I was like, no, she's, she's real. She is just, she's going for the likes on social media. There's something off about her. Like, and she's been proven yeah. to be a complete fucking shill from the, the, on and on. And especially the recent behavior. Where... Yeah, the force the vote stuff is just insane. Like they've been trying to, for anyone that doesn't doesn't um, know what we're talking about, like the a- AOC or Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez basically was was saying the entire time, like while she was like, in the, the run up to the the, the the election for Congress here, she she was basically saying like, we need to force a vote on Medicare for all and she was encouraging people to like put pressure on their representatives to force votes on on Medicare for all. And then people called for her to withhold the vote, uh, her vote for Nancy Pelosi as as speaker of the House in in exchange for uh, a vote on the floor for Medicare for all. That doesn't mean it's going to pass. It just mm-hmm. means they're going to have a vote. And she wouldn't even do that. And like then she started lashing out at all these like left wing activists after like supporting every action they can possibly do. Like she's totally sweet with people lighting cars on fire or setting up autonomous zones in downtown Portland, but she's not okay with people asking her to vote for a policy that she has forever campaigned in favor of. 
complete hypocrite. Yeah. It's almost like an abusive relationship, you know. She's just uh, she's strung all these people along and then she keeps letting them down, but now goes on to do a fucking Instagram video where she's going crazy with her eyes and giving off about Donald Trump being a Nazi and then people get back on board. Yeah, she's gonna save us. She's the progressive that we need and then she's proves again that she's not a she's not she's a she's a career politician like the rest yeah yeah there's a, there's the only one i actually believe in is 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 uh is bernie that's the the only guy that i think is genuine in, in really i i have to i i have to i have to disagree only because i was a burn like I, i'm a fucking i live in the lurgan north now but out of them all i was a burnt i was like bernie's the man but the first time around whenever he stepped down and supported Hillary and then the second time around he stepped back and that and supported Biden I'm like no he, he he's 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 accepted whatever fucking envelope they've handed him and he's joined forces with these evil cunts I mean he got more changes to Hillary Clinton's platform than has ever been achieved by any anyone ever like he got so <laughs> many changes to her platform she didn't go on to win and the thing with the Joe Biden one is like for me he he stopped campaigning because he wanted to take his time to like help like people who were being like badly affected by the pandemic. He just said, no, now is not the time for me to be adversarial. Like we need something to unite behind and I cannot in good conscience continue to to push like um, a, a, a race where when we need to focus on like helping America deal with the pandemic. And And honestly, that's the kind of selflessness that you need in a leader mm. like it wasn't about him he didn't say i you know i need to be the, to be to be president or i need to be the nomination he was like no i would rather spend my time like educating and raising money for people who are being badly affected by the pandemic and the lockdowns and for me that's just like wow that takes serious principles like mm. just to to say like for all of the time and like effort that he has spent like campaigning for to be president and then just to like throw your hands up and when you believe that people people need something else more than you and to go no okay no problem I'm 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 gonna step back here for me that 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 required a serious amount of principle and also if he just went fuck you in 2016 he wouldn't have the chance to run in 2020 and and he's I feel like he's he's unfortunately trying to walk a line between challenging the system and remaining in it to, to do something. So that's that's kind of why I'm still a, a Bernie fan. Uh, yeah. No, I um, I just wish he had more balls to stand up against them. Mm. But I mean, he stands up and says shit that no one else does. Like he stands up and he's like, the corporations that are funding the the like the the, the establishment in this country are fucking you. Like <laughs> and like he he stands up and says it, and no one else does. Not in the way he does. Like he really challenges like the, the corporate power in America in a way that no one else has the guts to. So I mean, you kind of got to hold on to some beacons of hope, as we were discussing. That, that's a that's a good that's a good way to, to end it. What hope? Yes. <laughs> we should. What hope do we have in the future? Should we start an uprising through the network of podcasting and us nerdy people with? <laughs> yes. With zero yes. muscle mass, go and fight the establishment. Yeah, like we can all turn up with the big headphones, and that's how we'll identify each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kian, Kian Tifa. Yeah, that's a bad one. It sounded better in my head before I said out loud. Antifa, oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> that's a lot of the, play, a lot of the bar in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be our theme song when we're storming the castle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that feels like a good place to, to to finish things. So thanks very much, guys. It's been it's been a fucking pleasure. 
It's been a lot of fun, yeah. Josh. Well, thank have you. you all, man. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't already and you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this podcast and to our mailing list. And don't forget, my book, Brexit, The Establishment Civil War, is now available for pre-order on Amazon. You'll find the link in the description below. Until next time, thanks so much for listening.